0: podcast, AfroLit podcast fam. Welcome to another episode of the esteemed AfroLit. I am excited because I have another, all my guests are special, but I have an amazing guest here with me today. You may have seen her st- short stories. You may have written or heard her podcast when they and you may also have read her amazing articles in OK Africa you know she's been dibbling and dabbling in amongst among us and also doing amazing and wonderful things so I am joined with Muzuba hey Welcome to Afroline. Thank you
1: so much for having me. Of
0: course, of course. No, I think this has been long overdue. Yes. Because you have just been on the grind. You have been working with amazing brands, working on ama- with amazing companies, doing mm-hmm. your own thing. I mean, even like It's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> talk about it talk about it but also living your best african life
1: yeah you know
0: what i mean summer Mm right summer it's beautiful it's amazing so welcome
1: thank you so much aqua yes so how are you
0: feeling thus far how what has summer brought to you like how have you been just I mean, it's been restful, season. so I yeah. I went
1: back. To, well, I went back to school after seven years of being out of school. Oh wow! This year, so people go after your bachelor's, just go do your master's. Don't <laughs> wait; like you're <laughs> never gonna get do it if you don't.
0: <laughs> right? Wise um, words. Wise words. Telling from, you. Right. I mean,
1: unless you want like real life experience, which a lot of people you know want, and I mm-hmm. got to you know have that. And I yeah. mean, I guess. What I did after my bachelor's really like helped me figure out what I wanted to do for my mm-hmm. master's, um, but yeah, so I went back to school, um, and you know it was winter when I went back. Yes. It was freezing. I go to school upstate, um, mm. New York. I don't know why I did that to myself again because I did my undergrad at the same school and it's freezing and we have like snow days and it's ridiculous and I hate the cold. Uh, shout out to the African DNA, I'm you know? You. And my name, Mazuwa literally translates to sunshine. So I don't know <laughs> why I was doing this. I should be in tropical climates. He's
0: definitely, definitely. And to add, Mazouba is a world traveler. You have How many countries have you visited? I
1: haven't counted, but I don't uh-huh. know. Maybe Slide-lex. like like i don't know like 13 which is not much wow but come on no, people, i know people like okay. that are just
0: yeah <laughs> i mean okay there's like instagram but then there's like also like let's bring it to a real life world yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. 13 on the average i feel like a, a average american has not visited 13 like
1: yeah let's be real yeah that's true you know and what i mean that's yeah so yeah and i mean i also tend to go to the same countries a lot like okay. when i when i like a place you know i just i keep going back okay so I guess that's like brought my country count (laughs) (laughs) low.
0: So let's start from the beginning. Uh Tell me, where are you from
1: and where were you brought up? I am from Lusaka, Zambia. Hey. Shout out to Alice K. Right. Oh Zed, as we call it. We call O-Z. it Zed. Plus, um, what is it? Plus two five. And no, it's plus two six zero. Oh, two six zero. Plus two okay. six zero. Yes. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Shout out to everyone from Zambia. Yeah, but yeah, I'm from Lusaka, yeah. Zambia. Um, I was I've, I was born in Washington D.C. Yes. Um, spent four years of my life there with my parents and my, mm. my sister, and then we moved to Germany when I was um seven okay. um in 1993 so now i'm sharing my age because i think of like this in years not really like you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and then so we lived in bonn germany for three years and oh, then really? 1996 we moved uh, to zambia okay. for the first time as in my my parents obviously are from zambia yes. but i was moving there for the first time to live in zambia um and then so i did my i guess what you call primary middle school year mm-hmm. primary school mm-hmm. and my first year of um Secondary school, which is what, high school here, yeah? Yes, yeah. Um, so then um, in uh, first in first semester of ninth grade, my dad was transferred to Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. So I moved there, wow. spent, uh, I think, like five years there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from 2003, 2007, four years. Um, 2007, moved back to the U.S., this time to New York. Um, did my college here, my university mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then five years later... I was transferred back to Ethiopia, yeah. <laughs> so instead of going back with him to Ethiopia, I decided to go back to Zambia and like see like if I could work there and if I could like really really like live there as an adult, um, and that was yeah that was 2012 and then 2018 I. Came back here in New York. Um, My dad was transferred here again in 2017. So I'd like come and visit for like the summers. Yeah. 2018. Then I decided to go back to school. So that's kind of why I'm here.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So, okay. Yeah. Let's let's walk through that because that was just... Oh my, I'm like blown away like living this African lifestyle yes. where you're able to travel and still did you ever feel okay so of course like you lived and have like worked and have friends mm-hmm. in the U.S. Mm-hmm. but did you always like like the fact that you were able to
1: or have to kind of move around or were you kind of against it I mean know? it's the only life I've ever known my okay. parents have been foreign service like since like 1987 which was even before I was born so like it's the only life I've ever known but like I mean, at a certain point, you don't like to move because you've met new friends, especially when you're like when you're older. Yeah, and meet new friends age, and yeah. stuff. And like back then, like there was no Facebook. Like oh. Facebook came like when I was in uni. Right. So yeah. So it was like you. You know, you don't know how to keep. I mean, you have like phone numbers, but you're not gonna like call someone in like I don't know, like <laughs> Egypt, you know, from Zambia, like because <laughs> that phone was is gonna be real expensive. And no um, There was no WhatsApp. No, you see, no, you know, yeah. all these things came out exactly. Yeah, yeah, came later. later. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So I didn't, um, you know, like having to make new friends and yes. stuff, like that wasn't great. But I mean, the benefits have far outweighed the negatives. I feel yeah. like... It's what's made me like an Afropolitan global citizen. Mm-hmm. I've met so many people. Um, I've eaten like amazing food, you mm-hmm. know, like learned about different cultures, mm-hmm. um, learned a few languages yeah. as well. Um, Which
0: languages?
1: Well, I mean, I don't claim to speak any of these languages fluently. <laughs> um, but you can I, dibble and dabble. You I know? dibble and dabble. I speak tinish, tinish, Amarinya bitcha. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> a little amharic. Okay. Um, and, I mean, I learned French in high school. You had to have, like, a second language apart from English. So, bonjour, bonjour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. Oui. Uh-huh.
0: No, I feel like I resonate with your story mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, like, my family has worked, you know, diplomatic mm-hmm. vibes mm-hmm. Um, for some time in foreign service. And so, like, understanding and knowing, especially because there's, like, levels to this thing. You know what yep. I mean? I feel like you don't really like once you're in that world like that's when you realize like okay because you see the different ways of like even like the european side of yeah. things versus like you know the asian side mm-hmm. of things and when, like when you have all your friends together did you find like in international schools like you were able to kind of find your crew of like africans or were you just like kind of like malaged with everyone no, i definitely
1: had my crew so it was mm-hmm. really interesting so like in uh, ethiopia yeah um My friends were, like, um, mostly from Namibia, South Africa. Uh Um, Yeah, Namibia, South Africa, Swaziland. Um, So that was, like, a little crew of, like, you know, of people. We used to call ourselves the other Africans. (laughs) 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 Um, So, yeah, and uh, we had a few Nigerian friends as well. So, yeah, and then, I mean, here in college in the U.S., like... um, there's a lot more um, West Africans than they are Southern Africans. So like mm-hmm. when I went to university, like I was the only Zambian I knew, uh, apart from my older sister who was at the same university. So we were the only two Zambians we knew. So our friends were like Ghanaian and yeah. um, Nigerian. Mm-hmm. And we had like one Shout random girl as well. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all of y'all. <laughs> um, so yeah, so yeah, so meeting people from like different, different African countries as well was like part of my life and has been part of my life since yeah. I can remember. And you, I feel like you
0: carry it so well into, like, the work that you do now, mm-hmm. but also in your writing, mm-hmm. you know? Like, tell me about how you, like, even chose or knew writing was your medium. Like, is it something that you always kind of did while you were traveling? Like, you know, mm-hmm. did you keep a diary? Like, how did you really hone your gift and craft?
1: I mean, I feel like... It's not like I chose it. I feel like I just, I just... I guess we make a decision, right? Yeah. And like when I was seven I think I decided I wanted to be a writer. Um, books have been part of my life forever my dad used to collect um there are these encyclopedias called britannica and comptons yes. like i feel like every diplomatic kid knows the know. exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they were heavy as hell yes. and we
1: had like all the editions. and then Ooh. like my dad would be like so like literally you would know, come back from school and i have a question he'd be like the answer is <laughs> in the thing is in the book because you know they were like alphabetically arranged I know. and sometimes it just wasn't there and i'm like i can't find it in the encyclopedia and he's like well then it's, that means it's not important and you know ah. if it's not in the encyclopedia <laughs> so you know so books have been in my life forever yeah. um, um, my dad tried to get me to read African authors when I was younger, but that's I wasn't amazing. really into that, mm. you know, because I didn't really like resonate with like, you know, like the the stuff like, you know, things fall apart, for instance, like that's set in a different time. You know, that's right. like colonialism I and know. stuff. And that's not like, something that I could relate like to history.
0: Like exactly. I'm not trying to learn, like I'm learning history in school. Like I'm not trying to read this for leisure. Yeah. yeah. So I only
1: fell into like African contemporary like books like much later in my life but Mm -hmm. in terms of writing um so my dad would so when my dad realized that i liked to like um to, to listen to stories he would tell us stories like bedtime stories he would tell us bemba stories bemba is the zambian tribe that's where he's from and he would mm. also like read like bear rabbit so like mm. i had the english or the british american stories as well as like you know african or bemba yeah. stories that he would tell and like, to this day i still remember like those stories he told mm. as a kid and these are now stories that my dad tells my his grandchildren wow. my sister's daughters yeah. um so that's like really that's like amazing and those are stories that i would you know, like to tell to my future children as well. Um, So yeah, so when I was seven, I just started writing and then my dad would like literally edit my work. Like he would make me write and then rewrite if I wrote it wrong until I did the best version. And yeah, I just kept writing. Um, Came to the U.S., started a blog in 2007 when no one was like really blogging. Like my friend was like, "You should just blog," and I was like, "Okay." So I had a blog spot, and Mm. I just talked about African celebrity. It was a gossip. It was a gossip site actually. Oh my god! So this was like the African version of like the YBF, like a long time ago. So I talked about like, you know, Aiken's wives, who this person was yes. dating, like, you know, all that stuff. And then like five years later, I was like, okay, I'm done with this. Like celebrity news is boring, whatever. So yeah. started a blog again, which was more focused on travel. Mm-hmm. Um, I am the Zuba. Um, and then just wrote. So I write now. I'm mostly focused on travel writing, but I've written like, um, entertainment, art, music culture from an African perspective for, you mentioned, okay, Africa, CNN, uh, travel, um, Earth, Women currently which is a women's only uh, mm-hmm. focused travel magazine um, I've written for uh, The Culture Trip The Culture Trip yes, yes. so I, I, I am their Zambian hub writer so I write exclusively about Zambia for them like Everything from like, you know, where to the best day trips from Lusaka, Zambia. Yes, I saw that one. To even more historical stuff, like on different Zambian tribes, mm. which is really interesting to me because even though, so Zambia, just background, Zambia has 72 different ethnic tribes. Let's and talk languages. about, let's break it down. <laughs> wow. So that's a lot. Wow. So we have seven official local languages from the 72, right? Seven, okay. Yeah, yeah. So those are like, so when you hear the news in the like morning, they, they mm-hmm. do it in English and they do it in the seven local Language. languages. Okay, so, but we okay. have 72 and what are they T- called T- T- um the seven the I'm seven sure. go- yes. oh you gotta me okay first let me start <laughs> let me start okay let me try to remember so there's bemba there's uh-huh. tonga there's lozi there's um luvale kawonde uh i think nyanja and what's the seventh one hmm I have to look it up. Okay. I have to look it and up. But, look I mean, it. We'll get it in the description. <laughs> We're going to link
0: in the description. Yeah, Y'all better read this description. are going to, like, so revoke so my cool. password right oh, now.
1: Oh, no. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> no, she's
0: a, she's a world traveler. You guys need her. No, no, no.
1: No. Um, <laughs> you make them great. <laughs> but essentially, yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So, those languages. And I learned about, like, the different tribes that, mm-hmm. you know, make up Zambia historically. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, so written for those mm-hmm. um, publications. And then you also mentioned, so I write fiction as well. Yes. Um, I had a short story that I wrote uh, for a Zambian prize called Kalemba Short Story Prize. Kalemba, Kalemba means yes. to write. Um. Um, so it was long listed and it's called Munkoyo. Munkoyo is a traditional uh, Zambian beverage. It's 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 a fermented beverage. So mm. it's like close to alcohol, but mm-hmm. not really because even like, kids drink it. And it's like white in color. It's... Um, uh, different tribes make it different differently. So like oh, my mom's yeah. tribe makes it a bit thicker. So it's like it's almost like grits. Uh, my oh. mom's tribe, yeah. So they mix in the grits and it's I a bit see. thicker. Yeah. But my dad's tribe, mukoyo, it's uh it's like more fi- It's finer. I see. Um, and you drink it. So you put like sugar in it, and mm-hmm. then you drink it. Like especially on a really hot day, like people drink it and stuff. So it's called mukoyo, and it's made from roots. So the short mm. story is like essentially just like a story about a Zambian couple that moves to the U.S. and how their relationship has changed, and then like. Through the Munkoya, which means root, so it's like about being rooted in their Mm. culture, rooted in Zambia. No, we Come all to have to read this story. Like that was this is amazing.
0: Like in this short span of mm-hmm. time, like you've been able to accomplish so much. So I just want to know how you manage it all. Cause it seems like you are doing five hundred things. Yes. And I feel like one thing that I'm always big on is just like time management mm-hmm. and like understanding like the mentality of like why you have this priority of mm-hmm. like writing. So it's like walk me through your morning routine. Like
1: Do I even have <laughs> well, I mean, it's summer now, so it's a little bit different. Yes. yes. Um, But like, so because so I'm a freelance writer, so that means that I pitch to different publications. Mm-hmm. Um, not as often as I should, but, you know, I do. So I have like, so unearth Women is like my steady, I guess you'd say like my steady client right now. Yeah. So I usually like pitch most of my stories to them. Mm-hmm. And if my pitch gets approved, then I start working on a story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like, you know, the research phase. And like while I'm probably like working on a story, I'm also like sending someone an email to be on my podcast. Mm. Um, so then after that happens, it's not writing a script for the podcast or at the same time, it's like, you know, refining the story, it's sending it to my editor to have a look. And then she sends back like corrections I need to make. Then I'm sourcing high res images for the articles right. and then putting it all together, then sending it back. And then maybe one day I'm doing invoices, you know, mm-hmm. to follow, or following up with someone that hasn't That's paid so me. <laughs> because you know this free life this free life life life. Um, yes yeah then so then other days it's like literally recording for my podcast um and then other days it's like you know promoting the podcast also is like that's another thing right it's not just like putting it it's like promoting it on different platforms Mm -hmm. um, and then you know writing the show notes or you know whatever Mm -hmm. so it's yeah so that's like essentially like the the little the rums that i Mm -hmm. go in the two projects that i'm currently working on that's right amazing. Yeah. No, I love it.
0: And I feel like you're an avid tweeter. Before we hopped on the mics, I was just saying like, anytime I want to know something about Zambia or I feel like there's just something that's like African-centric. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like you're the first person to like either comment on it or like retweet on it. Or it's like, hey guys, look at this. Like, let's go to this. Let's do this. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know? And has that just always been your lifestyle? Because I am I feel like I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. And so I love seeing other African women who are like involved in that as well. Yeah, I mean, know?
1: Twitter is, I mean, it's an interesting tool to like communicate with people and mm-hmm. i use it for like a bunch of things i use it for research like and zamian twitter always comes to like if i'm like i'm looking for someone who does this like that. please retweet people will be like okay it's sending know. me their suggestions you know i'm
0: looking at the thing i'm yes. like oh, okay like she's known and she's, i'm like been like, overwhelmed just like oh, okay you
1: know okay this is this is good thank you thank you um <laughs> yes. so yeah so i use twitter like you know to yeah. promote not just pro promotion like yeah. my own stuff but like i i mean i also like you know, promote other people's things. Or like, if I see something an interesting article that I think other people should read, I'll share it. um yeah. Sometimes I'll like do a thread. Like my Twitter is like it's very you know it's like it's either between like oh there's this flight deal and I want to go yes. to like Lima, or it's like oh my gosh I'm like dying of cramps you know and <laughs> like you know or it's like oh there's this someone who just tweeted about like feminism and I'm like you know going in there like you know sarcastically writing something. Yeah. Or, or I'm tweeting about Inshima and going viral. <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> happened recently yeah you know what I mean <laughs> yeah nutrition seems to be very important to us Africans because even as you talk about food it's like people just come out of the woodwork food. like people people like have real and emotions about food people really do have strong yes.
0: emotions like that's why these jollof wars even though I no longer participate in any mm-hmm. of those wars but like that's why we can have these wars going on forever you know you, what I mean yes
1: like Mr. Easy concert like it, right. recently like they were like who has the best jollof and you know as the Zambian I'm just like I mean, uh, I'm I don't purchase because I'm just like, it's not, this above me. It's like, I'm above not. Me. <laughs> I don't know anything Let's just talk <laughs> about question. Something else Shima or I, I don't know You know like right. I can't relate Inyama Choma Exactly I, Yeah we like can let's talk about that brides, so Let's talk about brides You know and what not To bring to a bride And what makes an African bride We can talk about that We can talk about How a bride is not burgers right. And you know A bride is coleslaw, Potato salad um, There has to be some rice For some other has to be shima Like that mean You have to have a shima like, it has to be, This is lunch Are you serious Like people are just be like Wait. Oh you're bringing snacks Like where's the main meal No you have to have Like shima too why do i feel like you guys eat heavy but your bodies don't look like no that, we, we zambians eat like red meat consumption like we eat a lot <laughs> and people drink a lot like you know like pe- zambians live for so we have like i don't know what they're called in like other after- yeah. So we, we call it like f- uh for you know four day weekends right uh, so like we have yes, a lot yes, of public yes, holidays yes. in zambia i see so like when people just say the word like four days yes you know like it's it's about to get late <laughs> so people are like like and the thing is like every four day response mm-hmm. is like bry so it's just like, whose house is it this weekend? Then you have like Ooh. WhatsApp groups. Like you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, everyone's don- donating like 10, qua- you know, like yeah. 100 quacho or whatever. Like, okay, we're having a bride. Yeah. Who's bringing potatoes? Uh-huh. 5 kg mayonnaise. Like people are like serious. <laughs> <laughs> this is see, This is business. Like this you guys business. mean business. No, for real. So you can't like have a bride and like run out of food. Uh, like or like chips, or, like, you know. And you just know? Just be no, what is that? What is chips? chips? What is or chips? crisps, you no, know. No, that's like start. Or I bring mean, some crust, you know. No, that's starter
0: started <laughs>
1: and people just be looking at you like, oh, okay, so where's the main? Is Are it you on its way? Exactly, yeah, yo. and you. always have to have extra for the gate crashes. So it's another rule.
0: Oh, that is another rule. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a universe like a continental thing, especially yeah, like sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah, like So we the can per plate,
1: plate a- thing doesn't work. Oh, per person no. per plate. Per- oh no. Like, send me the list of who's coming because Africans will roll up with five other people. <laughs> like, oh, this person showed up at my house. <laughs> I know. I couldn't leave them home, so. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> that's why with
0: your, you know, with our weddings, like they just gonna have to figure it out cause Dude, like there weddings. will be a guest list, though. Oh, God,
1: so I'm just, I'm doing a destination know. wedding. I don't know about Ooh. you. I'm just, oh, and like I'm going somewhere. There's no Wi-Fi, so like ah! nobody can. Like I literally, like you, you missed the flight. That's it. You see it on Instagram. I'm sorry. Like it's just not. I can't. <gasps> I'm I can't. Done with you. I have a lot you of you have a
0: thousand people about to show up at your wedding, right?
1: <laughs> I have a lot of family. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like a thousand friends not just like a thousand like of the family members like it's about to be cause you imagine know? now it's like boo and you so yeah y'all i'm excited for it though amen <laughs> amen. May it come to pass. Right. amen. right <laughs> and this leads me into our like next topic of like just going back to zombie because yeah. i feel like this is kind of uh So it's funny. I think a lot of people, especially now, you know, being that they love their African heritage Mm. and like there's no more of like society kind of coming after us. Like it's more of like us just being proud of who we are. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of this idea of, okay, yeah, no, go back home, like make it your own, make it better, you know? And I was reading this tweet recently and it resonated with me a lot where where it said, to modernize does not mean to westernize, you know? And I think that sometimes, especially, you know, the kids that grew up, abroad mm-hmm. kind of feel like oh because i know this western lifestyle and i know what it means like to have all these amazing yeah. things at your disposal let me go back home and kind of do it and like some are very successful like yeah. entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. create their own businesses but others just kind of keep perpetuating that like bougie lifestyle that is just based on like money and cars and like you yeah. know gloating off their parents money if we're being very very real mm-hmm. so i want to just like go back to you know traveling back Mm -hmm. to Zambia as an adult Mm -hmm. and like or even just like as a young adult and like being in that space and kind of being on your own without your family Mm -hmm. like how was that experience like
1: i mean thankfully my family so i got to like not pay rent because i was like living in my family house oh and yeah, stuff. yeah yeah so yes because you know freelance lifestyle is Woo, yeah we'll get into that. <laughs> you know? um but like moving back was really so when i moved back i actually started a, like a zambia's first social media management company so because oh, back then like people were not really yeah. like companies were not using like social media to like promote, promote. their brands mm-hmm. right um so i did that for like a while so i had a business partner um and then like you know things didn't go as well as we hoped so like yeah. i i pretty much left and she she kept the the company name and everything and i got to keep some of the clients that i had come in Applied. with um mm-hmm. so i was doing social media management for a while like freelancing so i'd go into companies like once a week and help them and do stuff and then like of course you know do whatever else i was doing on the other days of the week yeah. um I did that for a while, and then that's uh, 2000, and uh, about a year before I came here is when I like fully went freelance. So, so when I got the culture trip um, job, I Literally, like, was like, okay, I like doing this and I want to do this for more yeah. publications. I need to be serious and focused about this. Mm-hmm. So, I was writing for like an in flight magazine, a Zambian in flight magazine, and like more oh, other publications. God. And I decided that I was not going to do social media management for people, like for clients anymore. Yeah. And I just went like full into freelancing okay. um, and writing. And that was. It was a lot. So, when I yeah, fr- how so was that
0: decision making? Like, what kind of led you to that point? Was it just you being fed up with like working with other clients and like having them not really listen to you? Because I can imagine mm-hmm. like you're going into these companies and like you know the executive team is probably a lot older than you. Yeah. Probably doesn't really care about social media, and you're telling them like, no, like this is what you need. Like, yeah. how was that? Was oh, it's there not a lot even of push they it's not
1: that like they even care. It's more like their, they don't their idea want to pay you. of social media was like okay so next week we need 10,000 followers or 10,000 oh. likes like they don't they don't really understand like how it translates like how you have to build engagement organically right mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes they'd be like okay let's just buy followers and it would be like okay you can do that but then you're not gonna get the engagement that you want exactly. you know you're gonna get the like 20,000 like you know likes, likes or whatever yeah. but you're not gonna get like the engagement that you want it's to see it's gonna be robots yeah Um, so I mean I left. I mean I stopped doing social media also because I just kind of felt like I don't know I felt like it was just too much like yeah. social media is intense i just felt like it was especially when it becomes a job you know like it loses yeah it loses its sense
0: of like creativity yeah
1: and i just really didn't care anymore like (laughs) honestly like i just i was just like there's i don't know i was just like if i'm gonna do social media i'm gonna do for myself like my own brand and you know promote my own thing so i was just like nah i just i don't do this anymore (laughs) yeah so then i skipped into writing which i mean i was doing you know i've been doing throughout my life so it was like you know an easier fix and the only difference was that now i was like working with more companies like based outside of Zambia than okay. inside of Zambia in okay. terms of like writing and pitching and publication yeah. and stuff. Yeah. While you were still in Zambia. And while I was still in Zambia, That's yes. It's amazing. Yeah. So it was working across a bunch of time zones because you have yeah. to send the email, you know, because like six hours time, different seven when there's mm-hmm. daylight like, settings time, which is the same here. <laughs> so like when I'm here too, it's the same thing. It's yeah, like yeah, I'm promoting my it. podcast at like midnight because I know back home it's like 6 a.m. people are going to work and right. I go take a, I go sleep, like sleep, sleep, wake up. Now it's American time, so I have to promote the podcast for, like, people that missed it because Mm -hmm. they're in American time zone, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. And I think it's great that you
0: made this decision early on Mm -hmm. that you want to work for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that now slowly more and more Africans, especially women, are, like, deciding, like, listen, we're not taking anything from. But, like, talk to me more about just, you know, being in, like like being in that space being in Zambia but then also still resonating with like you know like the because I always call them the bougie Africans <laughs> where it's like you know what I mean it's like yeah they've lived abroad mm-hmm. and so like when they come back home it's like oh okay they are going to like this country club mm-hmm. and like you know they're going out to this bar yeah. and this place so it's like did you find yourself like fitting in more so with that crowd or did you find yourself in, in, in between you know
1: I mean I so because I I didn't live in Zambia for a very long time I only had like a few like even today I have like maybe like five friends like mm-hmm. five friends in Zambia yeah Um. so I didn't have like many friends you have like a lot of acquaintances before like, you go to the of club course. with or whatever, whatever yeah. you do that stuff with Um, but like living in Zambia again was interesting because I was out of my bubble because everywhere else I've been like you're hanging out with diplomats kids right so like you guys are like talking like it's not a thing to be like oh like in two weeks we must go to Paris and like do this you know it's not a thing Um, but like now you're like in another space where like you're back home and you're like interacting with people from different social classes and different circles and Mm -hmm. then it's different like you're now meeting people that like probably have never left Zambia in their lives or like they don't even really want to leave Zambia or like their idea of like a fun weekend is like oh let's just like do a day trip to this place and my idea of like a fun weekend is like oh my gosh we need to go to Abu Dhabi and then we need to do this and then you know and then brunch levels. and then you see yeah, levels. <laughs> so like you know I had to learn to like you know yeah. like navigate those spaces and even like yeah. everyone who moves back like after you've been here for a while you have to learn like patience you know like back home things take a lot longer time to get done you have to go to this office and meet this person they close the place at 12 they open at 2 p.m so like And they see
0: you, they're like, oh, you know, hello, how are you doing? How's your family? You know what I mean? Like it's a full conversation, yeah. You know, like, and I, I found that because of just like you know, you're you're obviously like our demeanor, like because they, there's like a youthfulness Mm -hmm. to like you, especially like. I feel like it must They must look at you And feel like Oh okay no Like they sent the You know what I mean They sent the the thing. Yeah you know It's like okay Where's the manager And it's like I am the manager And then I
1: moved back I actually I had shaved like Both sides of my head And then I had like that You know the Rihanna thingy So like people are just like Okay who's this Who is this person you know <laughs> she's edgy she's very edgy and then you come in like speak not you know like not like really speaking the language you're right. you're speaking like, you don't have and the same sort like, of accent
0: like you oh know, you have an american accent yeah you, have a, you know just like western you know what i yeah. mean so yeah. did you ever feel like there was a moment where it's like dang you know i don't feel like this is truly home just cause you know living abroad cause I know that I've had experiences where it's like I'll go back to Kenya and it's like I think it took me some time to really of course I always knew it was home but like because of the way that sometimes my cousins mm-hmm. would talk to me or like you know not really fully understanding like my mother's like local language mm-hmm. like I can speak Swahili and all of that mm-hmm. like there were moments where I was just like dang like let me go back to New York because it's like or I, like, I can't wait to be back in New yeah. York because it's just like you know how that navigates and it's comfortable Yeah, you know I mean
1: home is like a changing like if you ask me like what I consider home Home, I think like when I think of home I think of three places I think of Lusaka I think of Addis Ababa Ethiopia and I Mm. think of New York so like those are like my you know rotating ideas of home and yeah to me like I need to be in those spaces like like sparingly so like even Lusaka like Lusaka can get Really overwhelming. Saka is a very small town. Everyone knows each of other. Of course, Everyone's dated each other's boyfriends, nephews, brothers, oh, son, daughters, yeah, father. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. you know, it's, 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 real. it's a lot. It's a it lot. It's a lot. Yo. So, you know, yeah, you know. know, I feel like you know, I, I need to get my breaks from Osaka sometimes. You know, you're I there, and you're just that. like, oh my gosh, like I need to go here. But then again, there's the other like privilege aspect of it, right? Because when I did move back home, like I. You know, I left because my dad's contract ended. So I didn't have any... Like, I didn't have a visa to, like, to be here in America. So, like, literally, it was, like, Zambia or, like, nothing. It was either move to Zambia or move to Ethiopia. You know? So it was just, like, okay. So, like, I didn't have the thing of, like, being, like, oh, I can actually go back to New York until my dad was transferred back here. I mean, until even now, where... I can be like, okay, let me go to yeah. Zaka for three months and I can be like, oh, let me go to New York until yeah. my visa runs out. <laughs> but like, yeah, so I never like, you know, it's it's different because I never like, this time when I was back, I never had the privilege of being like, oh, I can just go to New York because I really couldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just go. I could yeah. go on a tourist visa to visit, but I couldn't come to live here. And you so, know,
0: I let's just like resonate with that for one second, because I feel like, especially now with, of course, like the rise in the immigrant like story mm. and narrative like I do feel like sometimes like the African especially like the African diplomat mm. kind of gets left out of that equation because A I for a long time I feel like I felt so unknown like mm. no one knows like even what like diplomatic status kind of is oh yeah
1: oh my gosh and then, I like, have stories for days yeah. <laughs> like you present your thing and like your passport or and whatever like, and they're just like this is like, not real you know no I mean? <laughs> honestly and i think i was even talking about that recently yeah. um about how i went to planned parenthood like i mean mm-hmm. or i went to a um uh, a place where you know you get mm-hmm. like contraception or whatever right mm-hmm. um so they like they're like oh are you a new york state resident you know and i was like yes and then they're like wait are you a citizen and I'm like, like no. And then they're like, but how are you asking about being a citizen? And I'm just like, well, I have this pass. this, oh, this, this, this uh, It's like, first of all, ICE. Like- like, I was just like, you know, and then they were just like, they couldn't understand. So like literally, um, in order, so I did get the treatment for free, but they were like, you need to come back like within a week to bring back like your documentation to prove that like you are like a New York State resident and like bring your passport to show the visa that you do have or else like. I would be charged. So I had to like sign something that said like if I didn't pay it, I was going to have to pay like $300 for this service if I didn't bring the things within the week period. So like I literally br- like a week, l- no, like less than a week later. Oh, I was yeah. like, I'm going to wait a week? I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I was here two days ago. Hi. <laughs> have my documents. So like literally had to like photocopy all these documents. And then they're asking me like, okay, so we don't see um, proof of, uh, what is it like proof of income, right? So I'm yeah, like, well, yeah. I mean, I am like technically a dependent of my parents and they're like, Oh no, but we need to see your bank statements. And I'm like, but then I I mean like I'm not the one who's funding my right. life. So I you know, I can't and then again, you know, like diplomats, like they don't have to release their bank statements, Exactly. Right? We like, don't have to do anything. We don't so, have to file taxes. We don't have to <laughs> Exactly. So then that and that's like even that that's another thing. Because even know. with school, it's like I had to like, yo, it was crazy. I had to like go to I was taken Please to this place, this place, like just even getting a you know, like New York State residency tuition, right? Yeah. And that was also another experience because I needed and New York State, like license, like a driver's license or oh, some kind of yeah. ID. But because I'm under the status that I'm at, it had to be a non driver ID. But in order for me to get a non driver ID under my status, I need to get a letter from the US Department of yeah. State. <laughs> so I tried to go to the US, though, like, we don't write letters here.
0: Of course I'm they like, don't.
1: Okay. I'm like, who are you? You don't write letters. I'm like, okay. So then I go back to now the DMV and they're like, no, we, we don't deal with like these, 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 right. the this, this, this status. You have so, to go to the one on 34th street. So then I, no, but I went there. Like you I was, did? I was taking like, yo, I went to like so many different places. Like I was taken around in circles and in then end I ended up like, in the end I was like someplace where they deal with like people that are fighting for green cards. So they're like, no, unless you have a case with us, like you can't, so we can't, we can't help you. And I'm just like, I, I was defeated. So literally, I was just like, I can't do this. Like, so called my school up and I had to explain everything. Like, might have to write a whole letter. This is yeah. why I don't pay taxes. This is why whatever. And that's that's how it worked. But this was like this took like over a month. I can like imagine. back and forth. And it was like so frustrating. The mental
0: capacity that you need to have in order to just get some basic things like it's like dang i wish i could just be a permanent resident you know at this point yeah you know like it's, it's a lot and i think i think that it's it's interesting now that i like now that this conversation has started i'm like imploring even more Africans especially, mm-hmm. you know, to join like Undocu Black, like the network mm-hmm. because I think that they really do a good job and they don't necessarily really understand, like I don't think any agency mm-hmm. or network will ever understand like the diplomatic unless foreign service it. unless yeah. you're in it. And even those in it, I find like it's very difficult to share that information just because people people are afraid at the that, same honestly, time. Honestly, because yeah, like sometimes you know? I'll ask
1: I tr- like I'll try to ask information like how did this like how, how did, did you this get person this? Exactly and but it's, it's like, like
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Hit you with the the Michelle, right. Hit you with the Michelle, you know, the Michelle look. Like, oh, right, literally serving face. Like, mm -hmm. it is what it is. So I do think that it's important to just, you know, be a part of those networks and like keep abreast on what's happening Mm -hmm. so that you can see how it can like benefit you. And then also, you know, appeal in ways that it, you know, can work for you too. You know, because I found that like, Because, like, we don't necessarily fit in with, like, the Latino group. Mm -hmm. I find, like, we fit in with more, actually, the Asian population Mm -hmm. in that, like, they have more families who've been either, like, came here because, like, their families were Mm -hmm, working for mm -hmm, a family mm -hmm. that were foreign service. And then they had a family. And it's, like, now they're in America, but they're, like, undocumented technically. Mm -hmm. But, like, they still have a visa, you know. And so it's, like, it's such a weird gray space to be on and sometimes i feel like you know does it ever really affect like your esteem in terms of like dang like you've lived here you've worked here you're adding so much value to the cultural fabric of america like don't you ever feel like, dang, like I deserve
1: this? <laughs> no, I have a birth certificate. I was born here, right. but like I'm just like, give me that, give me those benefits. But yeah. like, it's interesting that you're saying that because like when I think about it, I think of it from like a travel perspective, and uh, that is why I started the the Monday We Know podcast. Yes. Um. So Mwende We Know essentially translates mm-hmm. to go well or travel well, um, in several Zambian languages. But it's like it's deeper than it's like a blessing, right? So it's in Zambia, in in Zambia or even other African countries, you don't yeah. just tell someone like, oh, be safe. Like you literally no. are like, you know, it's like you're almost like you're you're yeah, them right and you're giving them things you know
0: as you travel yeah I so
1: um so that's why i named the podcast that but i did This podcast because I was like looking for a podcast about traveling as an African on an African passport, mm. not with it, not with two passports or mm-hmm. maybe two passports that are African, but not like with the, the safety mayor, net of the, right. the stronger, right? Because sure. our passports are supposedly weak, right? Quote unquote, weak, weak. African passports, yeah. Um, so I didn't find anything like that, and um, it even comes with like stuff like travel deals, like flight deals. Like, I, I'm always I have all these like signups she in my does. inbox Follow that I get her on Twitter, y'all, and it's so funny because like. I'll see something and I'll be like, oh, it's like, oh, it expires like 11.59 p.m. today. So you have to book it now. But then I'm like, wait, if I want to go to like this country, I actually need a visa. <laughs> so if I buy this ticket now, which is like a flash fail or whatever, flash sale, then like I may take this, because uh, you know, you need like a confirmation yeah, yeah, and you need itinerary. a hotel reservation mm-hmm. to go to get a visa. But like it could still get, Un, not not Unapproved. approved So I'm like Okay am I going to Spend this money On this flash sale thingy Get this ticket And may not be able To use it You know So mm. for us Africans Most of us that You know Have African passports Yeah We buy the ticket After you've gotten The visa exactly. You know <laughs> Not before Like before you do the You do the booking thingy Where right. it's like The reservation Which works But usually you buy The <laughs> ticket after Because yeah. that's the Most expensive part Right mm, Completely um, So like every time Like when I think Of the flight to industry And even travel Generally like I always think of like Oh wait Like it's not that easy To travel with an African passport It's not even even within the continent, right? Yes. Um, because, you know, we have different laws with different countries, different treaties and stuff. Um, again, also the cost of... Uh flights <laughs> within the continent right. super expensive so i started the podcast just to um i guess inspire more people to travel not just outside of the continent but like within and even if you can't travel within like if you can't go to like east africa you could still go to like a place in your city exactly or another and town That's what i love that's yeah. what i
0: love even listening to your episode with winnie mm-hmm. you know and most recently with um the two. yes, yes. Larato, but and even the the, the couple that that you know, put their yeah, job. Joan and Doss, Doss yeah, yes, from Kenya, yes. yes. Like you find that, like I think people are so fed up with like having to depend on having quote unquote the stronger passport, mm-hmm. and so and I definitely everyone has to listen to when they know because we know because it's absolutely so good. It's just a good podcast too, Thank you. <laughs> and it really just tells the t- true story of what it means to like travel within the continent. Because I feel like sometimes, especially on social media. Mm-hmm. They're telling like they're telling you the story that you want to hear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And yes, you know Africa is beautiful and it's amazing and it has so many different varieties mm-hmm. of trips that you can you can do the safari, you can do yeah. the, the beach, you can do the mainland, you can mm-hmm. do the turnip. Yes. You know, it's all there. But it's very like. S- specialize and i feel like sometimes it's even sexualized Mm -hmm. because it's like okay yeah you just want to go there and like take pictures and like you know help these families and like do whatever but there's nothing that's really there to like benefit like the local Mm -hmm. people who like need you know they need that support Mm -hmm. and would like definitely take your business, Yeah, you know? And so I want to know, like, for you, especially now that the travel industry has become such a, like, aesthetics Mm -hmm. thing, as a writer, do you ever feel like that's being, like, infringed on sometimes? Like, you have to have, like, the perfect image to attract, like, the perfect, you know, like, the right... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that,
1: definitely. Like, even with, like, Instagram specifically, because, so, initially, I... Like, when I, st- when I really got into, like, blogging, because mm-hmm. I, I used to blog, like, a lot, but now it's, like, I don't have time to <laughs> blog because unless I'm getting paid to write an article, I'm not blogging. blogging takes my time, you know, exactly. that I could be getting money. Price going um, up. Exactly. But, like... Before I was like, you know, I was like, oh, am I a travel influencer or am I just a travel writer? And now I realize that I'm a travel writer. Mm. Um, I'm not a travel influencer. I don't get paid to go places yet or anything like that. But like, still, so like, I feel like once I realized that, like, there's, I put less pressure on myself because, you know, you want to like take this picture here and you want to take the picture there. And like, even, like, with my Instagram, like, it's, like, a lot of pictures. It's not just pictures of me. A lot of things is pictures of places. Exactly. Um, And then even if it's a picture of me, it's, like, usually from the back because, like, it's, like, I'm not... Important thing, you know, the important thing is it's the place, w- right? You know, <laughs> so and I feel like sometimes we lose
0: sight of that, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like Drake really said it best when he was like, You know, you saving pictures to post on your IG, hey, you know, what yes. I mean like from your, you know, from your vacation, you, back know, you know, right? Yes, you know, so <laughs> it's like, I feel like sometimes, especially within the travel community, like we're losing that edge, you know. And I read this article one time on, and I'll d- link it in the mm-hmm. description and show notes as well, but. Um, And I think you may have read it as well. It was like a young girl. I think she was from Kenya Mm -hmm. who traveled to Turkey Mm -hmm. and wanted, usually like they have that long layover where you're able to explore, but only if you have like a UK, a British, Ah, or an an American passport. And if you don't, you're sent to this like huge like room that's just basically all the like forgotten passports. And what that really feels like too. You know, I think sometimes you forget like the mental state that that can put one person in, especially because you know you're just as qualified as your or even overqualified than your American or European counterparts, yeah. Um, that and is then, crazy though. You know that that happens, so, yeah. Uh, but like, yeah. literally,
1: I was thinking because, like, so I found a flight deal the other day from uh, mm-hmm. New York to Lima, Peru, and I've always been wanting to go like Peru, like Machu Picchu, and stuff, yeah. And then the thing, the glitch is that there's a 14 hour labor in Mexico, and like, you know, the. American or whoever That has a strong pass Would be like Yay Wait, I word. get to see two countries In one 14, right. But for me I'd be stuck in the airport Because I'd have to apply <laughs> For a Mexican visa Before I got to Mexico You know So Absolutely. like essentially If I was trying to use This flight deal I would need to pay For two visas For yeah. Mexico
0: And for Lima Yeah and then again Peru. There's
1: you, as you know, there's single entry, there's multiple entry visa. So, like, if I use that visa and I leave, then mm-hmm. does that mean that when I come back, I, I have to pay for you know another visa? Like, you know, it's it's a thing. It's <laughs>
0: such a thing, and I think that it's I think it's it's important to know that too. Because I even learned I didn't like I knew this as I was growing up, but I didn't realize like how important it was. Like learn which countries you can go to visa-free. Yes, Like, Commonwealth is real, y'all. Let's take advantage Yo, of we being got the islands, park, Right? We got St. Like, Lucia. We got Jamaica. Bermuda, we, got yes. Bermuda,
1: we got Bermuda. We got Bahamas. Yes. Let's go. I think even Philippines. Oh, oh yes. I didn't even yeah, know no, that. Yeah, no, my sister. And uh, Indonesia. Like, my sister went to Bali I, recently. Yes. And, yes. like, yeah, it was just
0: like. Let's learn Panama. Yes. Even though that's not Commonwealth, but it's like they allow certain countries mm. in. So it's like learn like yeah. really use that and like
1: hone in on that and yeah. like you know invest in that because yeah. then if they that's the I, cheapest way i think to travel even like if you're not spending money on visas like that's the cheapest way like completely even like even like look regionally so for instance with africa we have like so for southern african countries we have SADC which is like a trading east african um, southern african development community trading block so it means yeah. that if you're a holder of a passport from southern africa you can go to southern african countries like mm. without needing like a visa so i can go to south africa i can go to malawi mm-hmm. i can go to um, botswana Ooh. for instance like visa free and that is like when i started um a web series called the first Gurus with um you took my yes. <laughs> with my friends from zimbabwe uh-huh. uh, a couple Talk of to years me about ago about that and so, i think that's around
0: the time that we first met yeah and too. i was like when i had
1: those like about a year not even a year it was like months after i had moved back to 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 lusaka when yes. i was just um Watching a lot of travel channel and like wanting to find out why. First of all, there weren't any women hosts and still there's there's not a few. We have Onika the Traveler, the yes. Travel Channel, Kelly Edwards, who's like a she's like a pilot. and She's yeah, badass like she's, she's, she's a, right. You know, um, but like back then, there wasn't any first of all, women of color. Right. First of all, or women, period. Right. <laughs> hosting shows on travel channel. And I was like, you know, I would love to get paid to travel and go to these places. So I literally put it out to, into the Twitterverse and was like, I want to get paid to travel. Um, to African festivals because when I was living here in the US I didn't get to go to Coachella I didn't get to go to like Afropunk or any of the big festivals right. at that time um, and then I had a friend Lorraine who's uh, she's She's Tanzanian heritage, but she was born and raised in Zimbabwe. She also lived in the US in Atlanta, and she also didn't get to go to like Coachella and all those yeah. things. And then when you move back, it's like, oh my gosh, like so much regret. <laughs> we didn't get to go to these, you know, we didn't live our best lives at these festivals. <laughs> yeah, know, like, first of all, but that price tag for
0: Coachella though. But yeah. Anyway. Now they're bringing some African artists, so maybe, you maybe. know, we'll just find our way. <laughs> right, like, you know, they'll hire us <laughs> to write or to I blog know. or to vlog for it, you know? Yeah. So Amen. <laughs> so
1: essentially, we saw a list of African festivals um, that like put together like and we were like you know what we want to go to these festivals so i tweeted that and then she literally like followed me um on twitter and she she messaged me and she's like there's this festival happening in harare um at the harare international festival of arts and it it happens well used to happen every year but hasn't Mm -hmm. happened for uh, like consistently now because of the economy in Zimbabwe mm. as we know um but anyway so this festival was happening and she's like you, you should come down we can like film I have these two friends that like uh video guys we can do like a episode like a pilot yeah I'm like yo cool and then I also happen to be working for an organization in Zambia called Barefeet Youth um which is um the a theater company then mm. they take they take street kids uh and street street adults and street kids and they train them in acrobats mm. and um these people now like they get to train like they Perform in England. They perform in the UK. Oh, like that's how big they become, and they have like an annual festival in Z- in Zambia too. Yeah, to showcase this. Cause and they come from this neighborhood called. Uh, most of them come from a neighborhood in Zambia called Chivolia in Lusaka, which is one of the most dangerous, um, like neighborhoods in Zambia because yeah. of the drugs. Uh, like it's yeah. it's very well known for like being a drug trading spot um, there. I see. So okay. I worked for this. I was doing social media management for this company, and they got um, um, hired to perform at Haifa. Mm. So I got oh, to wow. go with them as like their marketing person, and I knew that Lorraine was gonna. To be there, so I was like, okay, let me two, 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 uh, kill two birds with one stone. Yes, got on a bus from Zambia to uh, Lusaka to Harare. Whoa, I didn't have any money to take flights, you know. I love that, that was though, commitment, right? Nazi, not again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I d- I've done it six times. I'm not doing it again. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, you,
0: you're loving it. Love. You're loving the up now. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, but anyway, g-
1: mm. arrived in Harare. Um, arrived, met Lorraine. And then literally, like, we hit it off. So the first day that we met, so she was like, oh, like, let's start. Let's film. So I was there for, like, a week. And we filmed at the Harare International Festival of Arts with Zash and Gui, uh, who are um, our video team. And then they also became part of like the show as our hosts as well. So it was four of us um, from 2013, traveling to different African countries. We went to Zimbabwe, we went to Zanzibar, mm-hmm. Fusati Sabusara, went to Lake of Stars in Malawi. Um, my One of the guys got to go to celebration in Lagos. Amazing. I didn't get to go cause visa issues. Yeah, yeah. sucks. <laughs> Um Listen, we were supposed to go to Morocco deep, visa. Bitch. I got a visa, they didn't get visa. <laughs> oh. You know, that's also the thing. It's like you and your friends from other places, it's like sometimes they get a visa, sometimes you don't get a visa. Right. So you know you just gotta yeah, you yeah. go with it. You go yeah. with it. Yeah. And um it was great. So I interviewed people from your country, Salty so, hey. Soul, amazing. Like you're
0: okay, yeah, okay yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: Like we interviewed like Tumi from South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um so many artists. Um, uh, what's the other guy? Mikasa, we've interviewed them in yes. Namibia recently. And then, so we, we kept doing this. It was all self-funded, by the way. And we'd post these videos on... Um YouTube, on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, and then eventually we were at, approached by Zambezi Magic, which is, uh, for those people that live in the continent, uh, DSTV is like the satellite. Yes, uh, it's like spectrum. Exactly. You know? So they broadcast all, all over Africa. They mm-hmm. have different channels. So there was a channel that was uh, created like for Southern Africa called Zambezi Magic, and they're looking for content. Mm. So they had reached out to us to do like a pilot for Zambezi Magic. So we did. We, we filmed in Nigeria and uh, Namibia. And that was, like, amazing. And then we had the episode, like, went out. But for whatever reason, we weren't picked up. Probably because it's a lot of money to do a travel it show is. in the continent. Because, again, flights. travel, You know, like, flying from, like, Harare to... Joburg and Lusaka to Joburg For like four people That's a lot of money right. It's it's right there But it's a lot of money It's really Because it's um, like
0: Now you're using foreign You know what I mean Like you It would be easier for you To go to like Istanbul
1: Yeah sometimes Yeah yeah. yeah. Or and like then Dubai come back Yeah or Dubai Right <laughs> or Dubai You know yeah. yeah So I mean yeah So we all kind of I mean this Fest gurus is still Like we still We're all still FestGurus at heart We haven't like released Any new content recently But like mm-hmm. it's definitely Something that like You know, I'd love Netflix to pick up one day. Yeah,
0: for sure. And I think the beauty is that it sparked the the conversation because I think what you're doing specifically, which is so important, is like you're building awareness to this traveler. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like for so long, for so many years, like, the African traveler has be, like gone under the radar. Like yeah. we're not valued, we're not appreciated. But now our coin, they're getting strong. You know what yes. I mean? And these, as these Western societies are kind of going through their own troubles, a lot more people do want to travel to the continent. Yes. And like you know, how do you feel about this? You know, return, return to home. You know, this whole narrative of everyone going back to Ghana. Mm. And I would even encourage other people to travel to other parts of Africa too, because we're a nomadic type of people. So it's like, yeah. yes, your lineage may be from Western Africa but like 90% or probably a lot of your tribe members come from various parts. Yeah.
1: So how do you feel about it? I mean, I think it's definitely a good move that Ghana has done considering that like most of the Africans who were brought to, who are part of the Atlantic uh, slave trade, Atlantic slave trade were from Ghana and Nigeria. Mm. Um, So that's great Um, But I also think that I would encourage Like anyone that's coming to Africa And if they can afford it To see more than one country Mm. Um, I think it's always like You know sometimes Someone will go to like One country and be like Oh I went to Africa And then it's like I feel like you they may have gone to like the most developed african city right. you know and it's like oh well you were still Pink like town. shopping no, at I'm h&m <laughs> well, like just saying <laughs> no shade but yeah no yeah. shade um, yeah and then you go to like like you go to the same stores that you go to here and then you eat at the same restaurants that you go to here so it's right. like have you are you really traveling like why like are you are you experiencing anything um so i think there's that danger and people are like oh then again there's the flip side where it's like okay went on a safari so literally i went just on a safari so animals and i came back to america <laughs> then it's like yeah africa safari then it's like well uh, so you know i want you to go on the safari i want you to go on the turn up right. i want you know like i want you to experience the different sides of africa not just be like oh so i went here and then and then and then it was just this um but i also think people have to have like go in with with like no expectations i think Ooh, i think that a lot of it. our you know i think that a lot of um people of African heritage, of African descent that like have lived here for so long and were brought here like by force, I think that like when they finally like go back to quote unquote like what they call the motherland, I Mm. think they sometimes have like these really high expectations of like being like, you know, like having this like drumming ceremony when you arrive and like everyone's at the airport waiting for you, you know, (laughs) and And I'm just like, you know, people have, the thing is people have like have been living their lives for, like, millennia and centuries since, like, things happened. So, like, I feel like like you have to go in with, like, no expectation. Just be open. Like, don't expect people to just be like, oh, just because you're from here, like, we're going to embrace you, you know? Completely. So... No, I
0: completely agree with you. I think that it's time for people to really experience like the true continent and remember that it's a continent. And 50 that, whatever countries. Yeah, 54, 54 55 countries. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like there's uh, so many variations from southern to eastern, western, northern. Yes. You know, and I, you know, I implore even, you know, Africans that are within the region to like use this opportunity as a time to explore other places, mm-hmm. you know? And like you said, like go in with no expectation. Because sometimes I even feel feel like africans within the continent have their own expectations of what west africans are going to be like versus like you know us because in so for example in kenyans who live abroad who come in Mm -hmm. december Mm -hmm. we're given the term we're called summer bunnies because it's like yeah because we come come in you know we hop around i don't don't think we have a term for that you don't have a term for that in Zambia. i don't think we have
1: a term for For, that like the the
0: aspect that just come in like you know
1: (laughs) <laughs> no, I, don't, I mean, I've never, I, I don't know, but I But just, I think it's
0: just because like people also like the, the joke is too, because we're hopping around, like the prices go up. So it's like everything just becomes mm-hmm. like a whole thing. Uh-huh. It's like, ah, oh, summer bunnies are in town.
1: Okay. You know, <laughs> so- <laughs> well, again, you guys have a very large, I guess maybe the reason why it's not like that is Zambia is because like we have a very, like our population is like quite small relative to like, for instance, Nigeria. We only have 12 million people. Right? I see. And then like a lot of Zambian deaths, like our deathbed Eric- is not as huge um,
0: you and it's know, close by. Like I'm assuming it's in like South Africa mostly. Yeah, and then and or like, the UK because like, yeah, like we London. go back to the colonial yes, masters. Right. <laughs> um,
1: so yeah, so like even like in America, for instance, like the population of Zambians is like like i could be the only zambian in new york that you're ever going to meet you can be here for 40 years and i'm probably i might be the only zambian only you're like ever two. gonna meet um so yeah but i mean if you go to dallas you're gonna find a lot of zambians oh, right. um apparently there's lots of zambians in chicago as well oh. so like different areas you know but like new york it's very very rare to find like a right. zambian like my dad said so he was like walking in midtown he heard someone speaking them is his language and he literally had to stop and be like excuse me <laughs> where you <he was, laughs> like? He was like, "No, yeah, this uh-uh. is we're not letting this happen." Like, exactly, I need like, to know who you are. Exactly, and you probably knew who he was. You see, because that's the thing. Because it's like you know. And then again, like Zambian languages are like only mostly only spoken in Zambia. So like, I if see. someone speaks, you're gonna be like, "I know it's that person is Zambian."
0: Yeah. So even like
1: when I see like a Zamb- like a last name, like uh, I'll be like, "They're Zambian." Zambian. Where are they? How come I don't know them? How come have I haven't met them? I feel like I resonate <laughs>
0: with that in terms of I just see like I know someone who's African, you know what I mean? Like you just see them and you yeah, know, yeah. you feel it. You know, yeah. you feel that connect. Yeah. You know, they don't even have to speak to you. Yeah. They don't have to really tell you anything. Yeah. You just
1: know it. I'm automatically. like that, <laughs> especially with Ethiopians. Like I can like I know really? my like Ethiopians. So like I'll see them and I'll be like first of all, I'll be like Are you Ethiopian? And they'll be like Yeah. How do you know? Then I'm like Dananash, <laughs> and they look at me. They're like Oh my gosh. And I'm like Yes. Like Let's get into it. <laughs> have you? So have you gone to the DMV area? Like Have you?
0: Experienced yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh my how gosh that New streets you? With
1: like the little Injera like, I'm actually Well I'm going to DC again. I haven't been to DC In a while But I'm going mm-hmm. in October I see And Ooh, I'm, I'm all about Like that Injera life Like yes. literally Breakfast, lunch, dinner My meals are like sad oh, Like Injera Like what? that's how Like I used to Eat Injera every single day When I lived in Ethiopia Like I didn't even eat Like shima Like on that level Like I'd go to school Like I went to international wow. school But really? our cafeteria served We had what was called European dish <laughs> And which was like Pasta and yeah. stuff And then there was like injera i would always like eat injera like all my friends would just eat injera then i'd go home and then like they'll make something and i would be like no i just want injera (laughs) (laughs) and even here in new york like as as soon as i get injera i'm like good that is so sad because you know what's so funny i
0: personally i know don't hate me i don't like it man it's an acquired taste because
1: it's sour like people find it sour the first time when you like taste it so it's like it's you have to get through that it's an acquired taste like you just have to stick with it (laughs) I'm telling you it's like fight fight no, your taste buds I'm telling you the first time I had it I didn't really like it but yeah, then like I, still, like, I don't I even like, taste the sour taste anymore because someone I went to Injura to dinner with someone and we had Injura and they were like oh it tastes sour like I need, I was just like it's sour like what <laughs> my sour taste buds are like not registering
0: <laughs> it's a Z and lastly mm-hmm. what would you tell 10 year old Mazuba like just all of the experience that you've had thus far knowing what you know now starting when Mwende Buino mm-hmm. you know I think that it's you're on such an amazing beautiful journey and the fact that this is not even this is just the beginning you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like we're gonna keep seeing you because you know there have been some tweets that she's put in the Twitterverse that I'm definitely excited to see come into fruition hint hint that show
1: you know we're about to do that show and even like with um, the podcast like I'm really like I'm trying to grow it beyond the podcast like I want it to be like a brand so I have like plans Mm -hmm. for it like long term plans for it that are too related to travel but like not just podcast but like to use the brand of transcend so what would i tell my 10 year old self to just like go with your gut which i think i've always kind of been good at but Mm -hmm. i think like i question that like sometimes especially with like african like so my background my educational background is in african studies or africana studies as it's called called here in the u.s not africana as in like south african but africana with an a at the end yeah uh involves African American um heritage. But anyway, um yeah, so I fought a lot with my dad <laughs> about African <laughs> studies, uh in terms of like doing it for my masters. Like we fought oh, for like really? five, six years. It's only was now that he's like, okay. He wasn't he's with just, it like, at first. Was just like I sent you to America to learn about Africa. Like why? Like you could uh, do that tonight Like you I'm you, you went, you left the continent I'm to small. go and learn about the continent. Like wow. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, okay. Finance, lawyer, doctor. You know. Did I they mean, really force My that parents have time? never really been like those kind of parents to be like, oh, you have to do yeah. this prescribed thing, but I think they just wanted me to be financially stable. Like that's, that's just it. Okay. And the thing is, like, doing African studies on the continent is really difficult because like not a lot of universities. Apart from maybe in South Africa, maybe Kenya, and mm-hmm. maybe like West Africa, offer African studies. Yeah. So, in it's terms true. of like what you would do, it's either even like resources. Like, yeah. I found because, and I definitely add
0: to this, like the just access to certain libraries, mm-hmm. encyclopedias that are available online, like, it was really hard to utilize. Like, I, it was easier using my university. From new york mm-hmm. than it was using the university that i partnered exactly with in kenya exactly and that was really sad because it was on kenya you know so i yeah. can imagine for you it must have been like you probably get more of an african studies here in new york city than you would in you know actually in the continent anywhere
1: yeah which is, sad. Um, which is really really sad like you're speaking about resources and everything and even just like us not really knowing our yeah. like our heritage yeah. and our culture back home like I'm part of the Women's History Museum of Zambia. I'm yes. one of the board members. And its goal is literally to bring stories to light of women who have contributed to the history of not just Zambia, but like Africa. Yeah. And one of the uh, projects that we did um, recently was a podcast called um, Leading Ladies Zambia. So like mm. if you're on YouTube, you can check. It's on YouTube as well. It's like an animated the, podcast yeah. as well. Um, and it's really interesting. So it, it, it focused on women from Zambia who traditional leaders, uh, chieftainesses from Zambia who like did amazing things. So people who led tribes because most Zambian tribes uh, migrated into Zambia during what's called the Bantu Migration from Congo, Congo Democratic Republic now, from the Katanga region. um, They came into Zambia. Um, so, like, people don't know that some of these tribes, like, they were initially, let try, like, their, their leader was a man, but he died, maybe he died along the way, because, you know, it took, like, it didn't yeah, take, like, it took a while, right, it took, like, years right. to migrate into Zambia. Um, so, like, even, like, my dad's tribe, which is Bemba, which is one of the largest uh, tribes in Zambia, like, they have a matrilineal form of kinship Ooh. because... The because the story is that four uh, three brothers were migrating into Zambia. They fought with their dad in Congo, moved to uh, tried to move into Zambia. They had one sister, um, and then the three brothers ended up dying on the trip to Zambia. The sister was pregnant at the time, so when she gave birth, she made her son um, the the chief. Mm. Um, what we call the Chitimukulu, that's like the title for the chief. I love it in Bamba. And from then on, she stipulated that the line of succession had to be through. Her, her line so the yeah. matrilineal tribe and that's how the Bemba tribe became matrilineal but people don't know that Ooh. a lot of people don't know that and there's like several other tribes in zambia yeah. where like there's similar stories or just other stories of like women who negotiated peace treaties and were able to like secure yeah. their own tribes against like foreign um domination like there's yeah. so many like even like literally the physical outline if you look at the like the map like how Zambia is drawn in mm-hmm. Africa it's a very interesting like shape but like there's uh in the west of Zambia it's like it's literally a there's a part where it's like a straight line which is like on the border with um, Namibia that line was like deliberately negotiated by um one of the lozi um the lozi tribe from West from western Zambia by one of their female leaders she negotiated like look that at boundary
0: that. that's amazing. So, yeah, you we have a lot of history known that, that,
1: you, never you know, known that. so I would have encouraged myself to still do what I'm doing, which is like, you know, just looking deeper into like African history and African yeah. stories and just like promoting it um, through like, you know, everything that I'm doing. So, yeah, yeah. No, I love it. I love it. Zuba, thank you so You're much. Welcome. Thank
0: you for listening, lit Fan fam. I've been your host, Equa PM. You can find me where podcasts are all available. Stay tuned for the next one. Bye.